Welcome to episode 150 of Flipping Genius. This week we have the privilege and opportunity to have a conversation with none other than the CEO of the Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association and a mover and a shaker all the way across the country, Randy Jones. Randy's been with us three times before and every time he brings a load of information and ideas that will make us money, save us money, and maybe save our ass. <laughs> Let me get out of the way and just let Randy tell us his story. If you buy and sell vehicles for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. Our number one goal is to help our listeners make more money. Every episode, we share information, ideas, and experiences of real-life car flippers. I'm Randy Lee. I'm the host of Flipping Genius. I've flipped cars most of my life. For over a dozen years now, I've been a licensed dealer. I am working to build the best podcast about successfully flipping cars for a consistent profit. Let's get to it, flippers. Well, hey, everybody, episode 150 of the Flipping Genius, and we've got our buddy Randy Jones uh, back on to talk to us about uh, how to stay out of trouble and maybe how to make a little bit of money. Thanks again for joining us, Randy. Well, good, Randy. Thanks for the invitation. We always like to help dealers make more money and have satisfied customers out there driving their cars. Awesome. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time at Christmas time. Randy's at his house, which is something I don't think he's is there very often. I mean, this cat works hard. He 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 travels to Washington. He travels to Montgomery. He he knows every dealer in the state of Alabama, and he knows half the other dealers around the country. I think I I just appreciate you taking the time. I really truly do. Oh, I'm honored by you letting me talk on your show, Randy. Man, we we sound like we're trying to sell something. Uh, <laughs> we do, don't we? <laughs> Hey, I, we we got limited time, so I want to get right into it. Uh, um, I, I I've I've been bragging about knowing you uh, and and talking about some of the things that that you've been telling me about with with our uh, car flipping forum, which is is rapidly uh, gaining on a thousand members on on Facebook, and the guys are are asking some questions, and I and but more so than that, you've brought up some issues that I just think are vital for people to hear. Um, and the first thing I want to ask you about, Randy, and, and, and get you to explain it more intelligently than, than I do, are these FTC safeguard rules. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what car dealers around the country need to be concerned with here? I'll be glad to. Randy, this came out actually in 2003. If we back up a little bit, back when the red flag rules came out, that this is where it all started. It was effect, uh, the main thing was protect the consumer, get the consumer healthy, driving a car that's in good shape. So in 2007, 2008, 2013, and 2019, things changed. Well, in 2019, they added, because the internet changed, our world changed, everybody's buying online, they had a part into it that wanted to protect my data from being hacked into from people on the internet, from the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So the new FTC rules, have not changed as far as the in the building part goes, but it, as I like to say, from the router on, from where your phone line hooks up or your internet system, from there on. So when we, for example, we tell the customer that we don't share the information with other companies, yet we share it with the Department of Revenue about their title, 
Department of Revenue about the 2% sales tax for state, the county, and the city, and in some cases with the insurance company or the lien holder. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of responsibilities, but it's not that hard. And in essence, Randy, we're not being asked to do anything that we would want somebody else to do for us if we're giving them our information. Mm -hmm. So we're so, talking about protecting the the, uh, the the private information of our our customers and our our potential customers. Yes, sir. When you come to uh, private information, that's when you go and share your social security number and other stuff. But in today's market, the people have gotten so smart, the bad guys. When I give you my driver's license, it's got my driver's license number, it's got my address, got my birth date on there. There's a lot of information there at one place that I can use that information and assume your identity. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is it is frightening. And I know, I, I I think I told you the other day, and I know I mentioned this almost every day to somebody, every single day there are probably about 120 people that are trying to join our Facebook group that's for buyers and sellers right here in North Alabama. And these folks are from all around the world. There might be three from North Alabama that join. And there's usually about 117 of them that are from Indonesia and China and Russia and God knows where else. And they do not have anything but bad intentions, I, I guarantee you. And I, I don't know how what they're up to, but I know I, I, I work hard to block them from joining. So I, that's, I, I know that this is happening. Now, tell us what, what does a dealer have to do to, to abide by these FTC uh, safeguard rules? It's not as hard as you'd look for. The first thing is you have to lock all my data up. In other words, my bill of sale bill, everything that's involved with this sale needs to be locked up for my protection, for the consumer's protection. The other thing you need to do is update your Windows or your ISO system if you got a Mac once a week. The law says you need to do it every month. We recommend doing it every week and do a virus scan every week. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're doing that right. And then on top of that, Randy, when somebody calls you on the telephone to fill out a credit app or get information from you, even after the sale, you need to make sure that's who's talking to you. Mm -hmm. So you have a process in place. This is your process. So if you call me and say, Randy, I bought a car from you about six months ago. I need to get the title moved. Can you help me out with that? Sure, you're going to help me out, but you may not remember me. Mm -hmm. So what you would, for example, what you say, do me a favor, customer, take a picture of your driver's license beside your face with a selfie and mm -hmm. send to me where I can identify that's the person I sold the car to and that you're that person. And I'll be glad to help you because over the phone, we're not sure. That's just one segment of the process that we get to train you to do to make sure you're going to do it properly and protect the data. Mm -hmm. I can see how that work with a lot of people, but you and me, Randy, we keep getting better looking all the time. So every six months, I don't know, we won't look quite the same. <laughs> this, this is probably true. But having the driver's license besides that in our picture, maybe we can, you know, make it enough right there to get by with. You know, Randy, you're, you're like me and probably 95% of your listeners, they're, they're, they're probably 90% percent ahead of everybody else because they're listening to you to find a better way to sell a car and not just sell the car today, but to sell a car to where when you sell me the car, I'm going to tell my mother, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, go see Randy Lee because he sells me a car. They may be as is, which is fine, mm -hmm. but at least I know you're an expert. You're not going to sell me something you know it's going to give trouble down the road, like a, a lemon car. 
you know, right. there's some of those out there because you're not going to buy that car and pass it on. Right. So that's that's why people look people like you because not only do you help them make money, you're going to help them build business up. It's going to come back and repeat business that comes to them. Mm-hmm. I always like to use a story. You know, when I'm selling cars, people I go to church with will come up and say, Randy, go look at the car I just bought last week. I'm thinking, duh, I sell cars. <laughs> didn't come see me, but they won't they won't get my opinion now. Right. If they ever understood the fact that you and I, when we sell a car, we check it out good. It may not be perfect, but if it's not, I'm gonna say, Randy, it needs this and this done to it. Mm-hmm. If I do, it's gonna cost me this. If you want to do it to save money, you know, you can get it done cheaper. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 what people want to hear from us and build. Mm-hmm. And that way it builds up customer rapport. So if I call you back and say, Randy, my, that transmission went out, you'll say, yeah, we discussed it was having a little trouble changing the high gear. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to give trouble in the future. Mm-hmm. That's why the car was this much lower. That's that's what you're trying to pass on the people. That's what we do too. Mm-hmm. Educate the consumer to where we get, we're better as a dealer to sell more cars. Well, no doubt. And I, I know we have conversations all the time. Usually you scare the heck out of me. Uh, but there's there's uh, so many things that, that dealers need to know. Now, now, Randy, you know a lot of the folks that listen to my podcast are not dealers yet. We, we have listeners in 67 countries, every state in the union now. Now, when we talk about the FTC uh, rules that we're talking about here, these pertain to every, uh, every auto dealer in the United States, correct? It does. Every auto dealer in the United States. And for example, in the open recalls, mm-hmm. they just put 275,000 cars on a do not drive. Wow. The, the Attorney General, United States Attorney General, mm-hmm. when you go look at Cox Automotive and read about this, that manufacturer is trying to get the customer to bring the cars back. Mm-hmm. But you and I buy the car and we bring, we bring it through our facility. At that point, we accept a part of that responsibility to make sure that recall is completed. Mm-hmm. So if, if the factory don't have the part there, we're going to, that's what we're talking about, scaring people, not scaring them, just protect them. So if the factory don't have the part, I'm going to put down on a piece of paper that I talked to John Doe at the Ford store. He's going to make sure the parts are ordered. So then, Randy, when I sell a car to you, I'm going to say, I talked to John Doe at the Ford store, the parts on order, and then I'm going to take your bill of sale just your bill of sale, your address on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send that to John Doe at the Ford store and say, this car now is owned by this customer. This is their contact information. Okay. Please contact when the part gets in. Mm-hmm. So that relieves our responsibility because we just made you aware that there is a recall. I couldn't fix a recall because the part wasn't in, but you need to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. And we recommend that you follow a phone call with that customer of yours or at least a an email every three to six months saying remind say don't forget to get your recall fixed mm-hmm. on the car because it's a safety recall we had two two kids killed in a honda wow. in montana month a uh, week before last that's why they they started this because we got to get the recalls completed mm-hmm. yeah guys definitely you, you need to heed this and i know i've talked about it before but um that's that's what i was so excited about having randy come back on and, and you can you can hear Randy in, in episode 19 and 20 and I think episode 48 or something like that um, he's, he's been good enough to join us this is his fourth his fourth uh, episode that he'll be part of and every single time he tells us some stuff that 
that will protect us. Um, I, I want to go backwards just a step on on those safeguard rules. There are some there are some mandatory uh, training, isn't there, Randy? There is. Uh, you, you have to if you're a one person show, you have to follow the guidelines, and we have the classes that you go to to learn. And so does the FTC on their website. Okay. We try to break it down a little simpler. Mm -hmm. make it where we understand it and explain it better but yes sir it's mandatory if you work for me as a salesperson randy mm -hmm. i have to put you through a course where you understand what the privacy notice is about what my information how to protect it what to look for if somebody comes in and tries to use somebody's stolen information to buy a car whether it's done digitally or in person mm -hmm. so that responsibility falls to you right. and randy one more thing i'd like to share with this part let's say i'm a guy that sells five cars a year okay okay and i don't tell you about a recall right or, and settle so if, if i go to court the judge is going to you know during the, everything going on before they have a trial they're going to ask questions and they're going to say did you buy that car although you're under the limit of five a year right did you buy that car to resale or to drive mm -hmm. so by telling the whole truth about it you know you don't buy five cars and swap because you don't like them right you know, I, I'm selling cars underneath the number, but that guideline still may apply to me. I see. So, so flippers out there who are just still calling themselves a flipper, and we might say you're a curb stoner, uh, but we don't want to point fingers at you right now. You, you are. You could be responsible for this too. So, so listen up. Yeah, a, a guy who sells five cars a year. That's a that's an honest guy, not a curb stoner. That's a guy. Right. Just taking advantage and make a little bit extra money. All right, and all right. It's a great way to do. It's America. It's what you're supposed to do. Amen. But, <laughs> but they may, the judge, if something happens, may throw you in that same soup bowl with everybody else because mm -hmm. you're retailing cars, even and you're doing it legally. Mm -hmm. If you follow, them, I mean, you've got to follow some of the rules. Period. And it's easy enough to find out if there's an open recall. But how, how do you recommend they do that? I know I've, I've got a thing on my website, but let's yeah. let's hear it from from the hey, boss here. I'm a, I'm a Google person. If I Google <laughs> open recalls, it's going to take take me right to the National Highway Safety. Right. It's right. going to say check for recalls. Mm -hmm. I can check for recalls on my car or on car seats. Mm -hmm. It takes it's free of charge, mm -hmm. and then I print that off if it has zero recalls. Today. Right, right. I'll take that document off, and I, when I sell you the car, I'll say I check for recalls. There's no recalls, and exactly. you're going to sign it. I keep a copy. Right. So every Tuesday, more cars are added to this. Okay, and yeah, it's free to do, guys. It's free, and then and then I I do exactly that. Print it off and and share it with my buyer at the point of sale. I love that zero. I love <laughs> I love yeah. seeing that on there, and most of the time they are, but when they're not, you need to know that. Um, and the and the the manufacturer is going to re repair those recalls for free too, so that's 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 a bonus for you. But this is this is vital. I mean, whew, it, we were talking last week at, at the dealer's auto auction, Randy and I, and, and I know he you talked about uh, that incident. I think is the one in Wyoming or Montana. You just I get yes, those sir. two states mixed up. Um, and it, it's a they tried they tried to to do their job, but way back at the beginning, you said the. The, the the dealer messed up and and somebody they had the part and they said they didn't and that's man that's a that's a scary thing because that's that's uh, number one if somebody died that's that's terrible and obviously that's a big deal but it's a 
we, we got to watch out for ourselves because we, we got our livelihood and in some cases a lot of other people's livelihoods uh, attached to what we do and randy what you're trying to do is take our flippers the guy selling the five cards below mm -hmm. and get them comfortable where if they see if this is something we're going to do for a living or a sideline and then get licensed as they go but they're going to learn it from the foundation up like they're supposed to right those those four or five cars i sell this year just think if i do a good job with those each one of those cars should refer me at least two people they do they really do and i, I love those phone calls it's just a what a what a wonderful thing to to get the and i had a couple of them this week you know and people trust me and i and i sell cheap cars randy so i i i, I try to do my best and i, I i'm i uh i'm delighted when somebody has faith in me to call me back again because they're looking for another three to five thousand dollar car and they could call a lot of places um but if you do it right they, they will contact you back and that's a that's a great thing and the good thing is you tell them what's wrong with it you say yeah. this and this is going to cost this if you do it because all i got is five thousand dollars oh and exactly yeah. and so you're a you're an asset that probably over half the people in the country need because they well. can't afford anything more it seems like that. I, I I always say, just tell the truth, and you won't have to remember what you said. And uh, my mom taught me that. And and I tell you, one of the, my favorite uh, relationships I built over the years is with Dennis Johnson Auto Repair. I know Dennis didn't trust me when he first met me because he, I, I think I was being so straight with him that he thought I must be crooked. And and Dennis Dennis will will say the opposite about me now. And and he and and Gary that uh, runs his shop. Uh, they've sold more cars for me by telling people what's wrong with the car than than I would do on my own. It's it's just a it's a real blessing. But that's what they do is they they just re reiterate the same truth that I just told them. Because uh, I'll say just call those guys. They'll tell you you know and they'll get the file out and read it right to them. And it, that uh, that sold a lot of cars for me. Hey, uh, Randy, I wanted to ask you about us. I, I I don't think I've ever brought this up. I've meant to ask you before. One of the guys on our car flipping forum, I believe he lives in Washington State, and I've had the same question from several others. Um, he is not a licensed dealer. He's a mechanic, and he flips cars, and he does, just like you just said, he does, right now does four or five cars a year, and he does, does pretty well on them because he's a mechanic, and he knows how to repair them. But he's been approached uh, by a, a licensed dealer in the state of Tennessee, who has told him that that he can buy cars at the dealer auction under his license in Washington State, and he wanted to know if I thought that was a good idea. And I told him I thought it sounded pretty shady. Um, the deal would be he'd pay that that Tennessee dealer about five hundred bucks a month, and then some kind of percentage of each deal. What's what's that sound like to you? It's the biggest scam you ever seen in your life, Randy. It's sad. All right. Because that guy's going to lose his money. He's trying mm -hmm. to do it right and get scammed by this guy that don't care anything else except just getting his money. That's what I figured. So you've seen this before. Oh, yeah. When you go look at that, I've drove myself. I have one in Columbus, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I went to their address to check it out, and it wasn't there. Wow. It was a house. And it was actually, the house was even empty. Wow. And I called the guy back and talked to I called the girl back and talked to her, and she said, well, actually, she does this as a – she said, I never met the guy who owns the place. I just got a job and I answered the phone and do this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. She, I, I, it, so she thought it was legit and it was. <laughs> sure. Sure. And, and and that's that's exactly who you'd want answering the phone. Somebody thought, that thinks you're telling the truth. Uh, that's scary. But I, I know, and it, it's interesting because I know the gentleman I was talking to is, 
he's pretty sharp. And I was a little surprised when he brought it up because he's not a he's you know he's not a, a 19 year old kid. Uh, he's he's a smart guy, but he, he thought, hey, this sounds pretty good, and I appreciate that he trusted me to ask me first. And I think I I, I scared him off just by what I said, but I wanted to make sure that we we uh, asked you about it too. So that's that's a. If you if you guys have any more questions about that before you start doing something silly like that, do reach us out to it. You can always ask me questions at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I'm gonna try to protect you on that. So do not do that. I have a simple simple enough answer there. Do if it were rented two months of that, he could have his dealer license and be completely on his own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And not worry about anything. Now now every every state is different. Uh, in, in what what they require for dealers licenses, um, is there some place where where you can go to to find out exactly what the requirements are in your state? The best place to do this is contact the local association, any state mm -hmm. member or non-member whatsoever. We'll send you an email, and it's actually it, you can go there if you can find it on the state website. But we send you a link; it takes you right to the state website mm -hmm. to get a used car, automobile dealer license, and requirements. Mm -hmm. And every, every association does that free of charge to help the public look to see what they need to get a license with. Okay. So we're, and we're, guys, we're talking about the Independent Auto Dealers Association. Randy is the CEO of the Alabama Independent Auto Dealers Association here in, in the great state of Alabama where, where I live. And uh, now, Randy, you, you are, you, you're really a leader in the entire country. I mean, you, you, you do some, some, uh, uh, lobbying in, in Washington. Can you tell us more about, about that kind of work and, and what that means to us? Yeah, and Randy, when I lobby in Washington, they say the good thing is I'm just like me or you. I'm not an attorney. I don't have the fancy words. But the, lob the, the legislators in Washington, they don't want to pass a bad law. Mm -hmm. But those guys look at 400 different laws every six months, 400 different ones. Wow. And so they depend on people like us to come to Washington, D.C., sit down and tell them the good or bad on why either to pass this rule or not pass this rule. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. And after three or four years of them listening to us and nothing come back and they're biting them in the butt because they said, oh, that guy just sold me a bill of goods to get this bill passed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a good bill. Mm -hmm. Once they get used to you that you're actually helping the consumer, you and I helping the consumer helps us. Mm -hmm. So by helping the consumer to help us, we, get, we go in their doors now, we talk to them. We literally will face face to face with all the legislators that we go see because they sit down just like us and talk. Mm -hmm. Like we got a new legislator, Senator Tommy Tupperville. Sure. You know, and the first time I met Tommy, he's a football coach. Exactly. You know, and I didn't know if he'd be a legislator, but I went and met with him and his department about two months ago. I mean, I told you about this. Normally the chief of staff asked me the questions mm -hmm. because the, Senator don't take time. They don't have time to read all this stuff. Right. But Senator Tufferville, when we sat down with them, mm -hmm. his chief of staff was there. Then Tommy Tufferville started asking the right questions. Great. In other words, he had read this bill and under, understood. He had questions about what does this happen to protect the public. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed with him. And there's a lot of legislators like that in Washington, D.C. that don't want to make a mistake. They're there for the good, not to bad. Well, that's, that's nice to hear because... Well, we don't hear much of that out no. here. <laughs> you know, but there's so many good ones up there. And Tommy Tupper, I've been, I was really impressed with him. Really impressed. Uh, I know he was a good football coach. I, I guess some Alabama fans would, would probably 
uh, kick me, but I don't have a I don't have a dog in this SEC hunt down here. So uh, I know I know he knew his stuff, and and I, I was I was glad that when he went up there to uh, to do this. I, th- I I I think it's remarkable when people will put their their lives on hold and go do something for the good of other people. And and Randy, you are one of those guys. I asked you the other day, when are you gonna just quit and go fishing and have fun? And and I don't I think your answer what i heard is you're not going to because you just love what you do and uh i love what i do and it's a it's a point now by meeting people knowing people mm -hmm. it's now you can make those changes Mm -hmm. and right now in the future we need more of the stuff going our way because like talking to coach circle in washington Mm -hmm. this whole thing about having electric cars and hybrid cars Mm -hmm. this is going to kill you and i the little guys yeah well he's going to help us because he knows most of his people that vote for him you know, they make fifteen thousand dollars a year or less, or twenty-five thousand less. Mm-hmm. They can't afford a sixty thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. They got to have people like us taking that used car, making it good as we can, and help them get transportation. Mm-hmm. You work at the Dollar General store. You work at McDonald's. You work at Safeway. You work at one of the supermarkets. Right. That's that's who I that's that's who carries our nation. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Tupperbill, he understands that. So he understands how important it is for you and I to buy that hybrid car, to have the right tools to check it out and the right to work on it. So mm-hmm. he's helping us all the way he can. That's that's fantastic. And really, that, we are we are fortunate here in Alabama to have, have you, Randy, and I, 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 well, I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. Um, it's actually the dealers that make this work. It's not me, but I appreciate that. <laughs> well, tell, tell us more about uh, how, what does it what does it take to become a member of your local association or, or just Alabama? I, maybe you don't know about all the other places. Um, what's it cost and what what are the the benefits? In Alabama, we're about the same price everybody else is. It's two hundred ninety bucks a year to join, mm-hmm. and the benefits are like if I'm selling a car and I have a question, it's like having an attorney on retainer mm-hmm. just to shoot me an email or comment says, "What do I do about this? I have this car." got this customer, I sold the car, this has happened. That's what we do. But the, my thing on the biggest part I feel like we do is legislative and education. Mm-hmm. The more you understand your industry, Randy, and what you're selling, and it's changing all the time, the better you can produce a product for your customers. So the more our customers are happy, the more cars they're gonna buy from the used car guy. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna say, well, I can't buy a used car, they always mess up, I'm gonna buy a new. Nope. They said, we got some great used car dealers. And right now, Randy, we're, Alabama's ranked in the top 10 in the whole nation, mm-hmm. which is awesome. We're the oh, best yeah. place to buy a used car. I know another thing that, that I I'm find remarkable all the time is all the benefits, the little side benefits. A lot of those are probably as a result of, of, of all the hard work you do. I know you've got an insurance program right now. You've, you've got you've got uh, uh, financing. You've got uh, uh, floor planning. You, you offer your members a lot more things that they, they would get if they weren't members. Uh, yeah, so if you got a friend who wants to buy a car and they got a, some credit issues, mm-hmm. we have lenders that can help that car get financed and build their credit back up without charging many penalties. In mm-hmm. other words, don't charge an extra fee because they got credit issues. They don't need extra fees. Mm-hmm. They need help. That's fantastic. And, that, and we got that. We even have Randy warranty companies for people like you and I who sell seven cars a month. Mm-hmm. We have the same as the new car stores because we co-op it. Mm-hmm. I can put a great warranty on your car, mm-hmm. a great warranty on your car. And if it don't tear up in that two years, I get 75% of that money back. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, Just I, for I, seven, seven cars a month. 
Yeah, because now the new the big stores have that benefit. You and I don't because we're little. Okay. Yeah. So I've used I've used a couple of the warranty companies in there, and they've helped me sell cars. I usually don't try to make money on the warranty when I do the warranty. I just I just uh, give some peace of mind to somebody who's buying a uh, an old car, and you know it's it's a and I know that's where I found my warranty companies that I've used. Uh, and it, now you've mentioned the lobbying efforts, and and uh, uh, there's training. Like Randy Randy comes to the the, the auctions near us, and and, and brings in trading, usually it brings us a free lunch too. Yeah, um, we do that across the whole state. Yeah, now is this, is it, is, is every state in the union, do, do they all do as good a job as you do or are we? Well, they all do a lot better than me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But we enjoy doing the classes, we enjoy helping dealers. Mm -hmm. But like I was telling earlier, the, the people listening to you mm -hmm. are trying to get the need, but say, I want to tweak this, tweak that, and do this to get better. Mm -hmm. Let me just give you an example. Let's say that, uh, and cars are coming down some, not mm -hmm. a lot, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm buying a car from you, and mm -hmm. you think it's in pretty good shape. It's a used car. Right. But you can say, dear customer, I can sell you this car with a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty mm -hmm. that's going to cover not everything. It won't cover tires and wheels, but it'll cover most everything. Mm -hmm. And let's say, Randy, that warranty cost me $900 for 24-24. Mm -hmm. I, I usually sell the customer what I paid for it. Right, right. And then you take this with tongue in, tongue in cheek. So let's say 20 months down the road, year after next, mm -hmm. you call me and say, Randy, that car I bought from you had a warranty. The AC's quit blowing cold. My wife's real upset. All <laughs> I got to say is, Randy, bring it down here. I'll fix it. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to look it up because I sold you a comprehensive warranty. Really? You got a warranty that will cover that too? AC, compressor, condenser, huh. even electric seats and gauges. Yes, sir. Really? I, did, I, I always sell that cheap one. It just covers the drivetrain. It, it so don't cost much more to cover the comprehensive. I like the comprehensive because, sure. like you, you said a while ago, a very key factor. Mm -hmm. I don't like to remember anything. So <laughs> if I sell comprehensive warranty, you yeah. call me and say, is this covered? You say, sure it is. Because it's not a tire. It ain't a fan belt. It's going to be covered, you know. Right. Well, I gotta, I gotta double check, and then I, I learn something every time I talk to Randy, uh, and I, I just, and I really, you know, and now you guys know I'm not that bright, so it probably isn't that uh, impressive, but yeah. he, he does I'll learn more if you do for me. I promise you, <laughs> he does know a, a ton of stuff. It's, it's pretty cool, uh, and that no, I've tried to think of everything that I should ask you. Then you know, we've talked about, uh, are there any other, any other rules that that that. that are, are right at the tip of your, your mind that we haven't talked about that that uh, car dealers or, or soon-to-be car dealers need to know about? There is. For example, whether you're um, the guy selling five cars or less or the guy selling 10 cars or seven. So yeah. whether you've got your dealer license because you don't, you have to, or you don't have a dealer license because you're doing the five cars or below a year, mm -hmm. our classes are designed to show the bill of sale, the odometer. So if I'm trading a car into you, Mm -hmm. I'm getting the odometer sign that, as far as you know, those miles are right. right. Now, Randy, if I'm selling you a car that's over 20 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, and they're exempt, I don't guarantee the miles because I don't know it. Right. Because right. somebody could replace that odometer. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, I do my best to check it, but nowadays it's so hard to tell if it's been replaced or not. Right. So when you're selling a car, if it shows it's got 123,000 miles and it's exempt, you mm -hmm. need to leave it exempt. Right. Don't Ride 123,000 because there's no there's no way you know that for sure. Right. Okay. So that, that's it. If you write the miles down, mm -hmm. 
you're the expert. Mm-hmm. And then we find out a year down the road that odometer was replaced. It just mm-hmm. hadn't showed up on the books yet. Mm-hmm. And they come back to you because you told them it had 123,000 miles when they bought it. So that's on you. I'm well. I'm glad I, I I wrote exempt on the one I sold. I sold one this week that had fifty thousand miles on it, but I did write exempt on it. But I knew the I knew the guy that that bought it new, and it was a '96 and it had fifty thousand miles on it. Oh wow, those are rare and hard to find. Yeah, you don't you don't find them. I sold it in about a half a minute, uh, <laughs> so that was pretty good. Yeah, well, and the paperwork like the, what I get my tag with. So mm-hmm. if you're the five guy, you're or you're the guy that's in business. Just by being that member with us, we're going to help you have all the paperwork that you need. It so when your customer goes and buys their tag, mm-hmm. they got to call you back. So I need this, man. I need this. Mm-hmm. You're educated and you know it. And mm-hmm. all you do is come. A class starts at eleven o'clock. It's over by one thirty. It's just a long lunch break, and mm-hmm. we feed you lunch. Mm-hmm. So the education is easy to do. We recommend doing one of those classes at least every nine months mm-hmm. because things are changing that much. Yeah, I, I, I try to. If you're a small dealer, mm-hmm. I try to do it if myself. If you're a small dealer yeah. like mm-hmm. us, yeah, and it, it, yeah, and let's say that you sell seven cars a month, mm-hmm. you can't afford an expensive website, but you need a website because that's where people's looking. Right. So by being a member, you can get a website designed with zero contract, mm-hmm. zero upfront money for thirty-five bucks a month, mm-hmm. just by being a member. So you, you, you try it for one month for 35. If you don't like it, don't pay nothing. If you use it for three months and don't like it, just cancel it. But when you what it's for is somebody's looking for a car because this company, they keep it up on Google Listics for you. They're always, every day it pops up on Google Listics. So if somebody's looking for whatever car in this price range, it's going to be on the front page. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, they wouldn't know you sell a car. Right. So it's a little bit of investment, $35 a month. But it's probably one of the best ways to sell a car. You put the pictures up there. It's easy to use. You can do it with your cell phone and don't need any computer skills. That's, that's, that's what no, we offer our members too. No doubt that's where everybody's going. And, and you know, we, we've got uh, – seriously, guys, I just see tons of stuff that comes across my, my email all the time from, from Randy and from the National Association of, of Independent Auto Dealers Association too. They, it's just tons of, of good value. Now, we're talking about uh, – keeping costs down and being cheap. Well, Randy, you know, I, I use the free version of Zoom when we record this. So they <laughs> they, they, they lock me down to only only a 40-minute conversation. And you and I, we could talk for hours because we're, we're both so damn smart. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to wrap this up here. And uh, I thank you so much for sharing with us. And if you guys have questions that we haven't answered, if you want more information, feel free to, to write to me. And if it's something I don't know about, I'll, I'll get with Randy. We, we talk usually once a week at least. And uh, just send me questions, flippingquestions at gmail.com. Or you can contact me on the, the Car Flipping Forum. And you know, I, I'll, I'll get back to you pretty promptly. Uh, we absolutely appreciate you listening. And Randy, I appreciate so much you taking the time, especially here in the middle of your Christmas vacation to, to come and, and spend some time. I, I know you probably don't even take a vacation, but <laughs> but I do appreciate it. Randy, remind your listeners, because of what you do in the association, they can contact you and listen to your show. We can get vehicle history reports for two bucks a piece for our members. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so, then Just tell them to contact you. You can fill some stuff. And we'll do a segment on that one day. Okay, well, that'd be fantastic. It's it's a, it's a, a great deal, and we haven't even talked about all the money you get back. 
from the the uh, auctions that you, if you buy an auction a car at an auction, Randy's got it set up here in the state of Alabama. Where we got a coupon. We get all all our money back if you just keep buying cars. It's it's a it, it's one of the best values I've ever uh, seen. I tell everybody I talk to that that they ought to do it. And some of some of the guys uh, are like like my buddy my my mechanic Dennis. It takes them a long time before they trust me. But uh, that's 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 just the honest truth. Uh, if you're not if you're a dealer and you're not a member of your local association, you just need to join. And if you're not a dealer yet, and as you progress, definitely want to get hooked up with your local association as as you get moved in. You're probably not going to get as good a representation as we have here in Alabama, despite what Randy says. But uh, I, I I imagine they got some pretty good folks where you live too. <laughs> if you're not a dealer, not a dealer yet. It's good to join the association like trying to ride a horse. Get around cowboys, learn what you got to do right. That's what I'm teaching. <laughs> i tell you one thing. They won't have as colorful uh, uh, lingo as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I hope you have a fantastic New Year. I hope you had a wonderful uh, Christmas and you put a lot of stuff on your list and you got it all. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Same to you and same to your listeners. And I uh, look forward to seeing you at the auction. I will be there. All right. Bye. Take care, man. So that was a great conversation with my friend Randy Jones. Uh, if you've got something you want me to ask him that I forgot to ask, please send me your questions at flippingquestions at gmail.com. If you've got questions for me or insights or ideas or whatever, send me questions, every, everything at flippingquestions at gmail.com. And of course, you can always find me too on the Car Flipping Forum on Facebook. Just type in Flipping Genius on the Car Flipping Forum or uh, Flipping Genius under uh uh, on, on Facebook under groups, I'm sorry, I lost my head there. Or go to flippinggenius.com, F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com, and you can find links to all of our all of our many groups across the Facebook platform. You can listen to all the past episodes, including the other ones I've had Randy on before. Um, you can watch our videos. You can join our our, our groups. You become a car flipping. Uh, uh, partner you can become a a team member you can become a champion you can subscribe you can do all kind of awesome things just go to flippinggenius.com we'd love to have you on board we're here to help you make more money this is the number one goal of the podcast hey thanks for listening everybody let's work together let's make some money let's all become flipping geniuses